Welcome, welcome, welcome to Run Mama Run. I'm your host, Michelle Schroff. Run Mama Run is a community of women that love, cheer, and desire the absolute best for each other. Give us a follow on Instagram, runmama.run, and Facebook, and our website. All right. Welcome to Run Mama Run. And we are here with Miss Becca Lesko Choops. Now, are we using both last names? I am. I don't want to say I'm indifferent. I'm really partial to the Toops part. That's my married last yes. name. Yes. But the Lesko gets gets used quite often too. So that's legally, good. It's just Toops. Good. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't sure. You know, when you see hyphenated last names, I'm like, hey, we want to honor that. So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't I'm, just, you know. <laughs> so like for PTA, yes, right? Yes. So for PTA, you're Toops. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> We'll pretend like we're at, PTA. we're at PTA, but thank you, Becca, for coming. I know you're so crazy busy because you are the bad A mom. You <laughs> literally do everything. You are the DIY queen. Well. You are, you're, you're mom to four kids, correct? Yes. Four. You have a stepchild. Mm-hmm. You have three bio kids, one little one. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Little, she keeps me young. That's right. Sure. Amen. <laughs> Amen. We look at each other sometimes, my husband and I, and we're like, we're those old parents at preschool and everybody else is like 20 and we're there picking up our preschooler. Okay. You're like, no, I'm not the grandmother. Yeah, no, no, I'm her mom. I promise. <laughs> no, you look totally, you look like you're 25. Are you oh, kidding stop. me? Seriously, you do. Um, also you have made Maven, which is your blog. So you write a blog, you do DIY. You... I, I have a blog in the works. I don't officially have a blog technically. Okay. I've been toying with the idea. You need so to, we'll see you if totally I pull, need if I pull to pull the trigger on Cause that. I know you, I need one more thing to you do. You have such an interesting <laughs> life and I could not resist <laughs> having you on Remo Marum because of that. Aww. Not only are you a crazy athlete, you're a volleyball coach. <laughs> when I say you do it all, you do. Makeup artist. You just did a movie, Correct. right? I just wrapped a movie, yes. Come from a family of insanely talented people. I, I, I definitely get a lot from my family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a lot going on. You know, I just, I like to say I'm like a shark. If I stop moving, uh-huh. <laughs> then I'll fall asleep or die. So I just keep myself <laughs> Not busy. doing that. Yeah. Not no, doing that. No. There's lots of time to rest in heaven. That's mm-hmm. what Clay and I always say. Mm-hmm. People are like, you guys are so busy. We're, well, I'm you guys sorry. You so busy. Like, you, you have to be. But I like it. And it's just, I have, I'm interested in a lot of things. Yeah. I like to do things. And I feel, and that's something I really have to challenge myself too, is finding rest within mm-hmm. that rhythm. Because I have a hard time saying no. I have a lot of interests and I like, I like to keep busy. And sometimes I feel like that might be, I find my worth there. And so I have mm. to be careful with that too, as Enneagram three. Right. Uh-huh. So how do you back off? I have to make myself say no. And I, I, uh. I schedule, and I schedule in. Uh, do you really for myself I really do what do you do you know it, it it's really self-care exercise is a big thing mm-hmm. um because that that can be rest for me whether it's yoga or whether it's just taking a walk by myself you know and having my husband help out with the kids um reading is something I really have to I don't, I don't want to say force myself. no I know what you mean though because it's a it's a it's a more um slow activity sitting down sitting being still and you have to focus Mm -hmm. you really do you Mm -hmm. you can't think of 15 things while you're reading right put my phone away and sit down with a book is something I kind of have to force myself to do I still consume a lot of books but it's audible Mm -hmm. or podcasts or things like that that I that you can do on the go yeah exactly (laughs) I love it I love it I wanted to talk to you a little bit because um you you have a brother that's pastor. You have, have a father a that's a pastor, yes. and you actually have two brothers that are two pastors. Brothers. And and 
a brother that's a director. Correct. <laughs> so my sister and I just kind of sit in the wings. We kind of we fly a little lower under the radar. I love it. Um, my sister's incredibly talented. She She's is. a gifted artist. She's the, honestly the sweetest of all of us to she, be. Heidi's precious. <laughs> she really is. She has such a kind, gentle spirit, mm-hmm. and I just love to be in her presence. She doesn't even have to speak. Yeah. There's. She has such a calm about her. She balances us all out really well. But yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's really interesting. All the brothers and myself that you spoke about, we all are Enneagram 3s, if you're familiar with that, which is really Seriously? wild, but it makes for a very competitive household. <laughs> That's interesting. I'll tell you See, what. our family, we have a lot of eights. Oh, really? There's a lot huh. of eights. Skylar is and I, my, so my 21 year old and yes. I are sevens. We're the only sevens. I do. I remember you telling me that and then everybody else is eight. Everyone is eight. It's crazy. And even five voices, mm-hmm. we're, we're all, we're all pioneers. All of Interesting. us. Yeah. So we all want to start things, but never finish them. Do you wonder <laughs> like with that, is it, is it nature or nurture? I don't know. I think, I think nurture has a lot to do with it. Yeah. I really do. And there is a lot of competition, I think at times. Uh-huh. So I, we talk a lot about it. And, and and eights very much there is a mimic with uh, of three you uh-huh. see a lot of threes yeah. in those eights so yeah. if you if, if y'all don't know anything about enneagram research it look it up it mm-hmm. is totally the christian horoscope it really is <laughs> it is fascinating and you can kind of just dive down that rabbit hole but it is interesting to like challenge yourself and recognize why you do something and like okay i i love affirmation i love to be recognized i love to compete and i love measurables and being you know able to say that i've done this i've checked this box right and so but knowing that my worth isn't found in that mm-hmm. and that if i what's don't, your wing uh uh two you're a so yeah. you're a helper yeah yeah this probably comes with being the oldest of five children too That's you, you right. have no choice but to be a helper in yeah. a large family yeah. that was definitely yeah. nurture <laughs> Yeah, that's true for sure. It's like it's like either something you you jump in and help or something doesn't get done. So. That's right. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And you also your parents were divorced, mm-hmm. so that kind of put you in that position. Also being an, the oldest girl, that yeah. you kind of took on that role of you know second mom in command. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then you now are divorced and you have stepchildren or mm-hmm. a stepchild. I have a stepchild. So yeah. you know. And uh, we like to say, we say b- bonus. We don't I love say it. step because I yes. just feel like it has such a like weird it does. implication with like Cinderella and yes. sending my stepdaughter up to the attic and making <laughs> her clean for me. Well, and also, and it's <laughs> funny because I, in my notes, I do have bonus, yeah. but I know a lot of folks aren't familiar with that. I had gone to a conference one time and I was on a panel for American Mothers and one of the women that was on the panel never had children, got married later in life and mm-hmm. had a stepdaughter. And mm-hmm. she said, I'm bonus mom. I'm not stepmom. Mm-hmm. And so the entire conversation she had and just the idea of steps or obstacles. Yep. And she did not want to present that to, you know, her bonus daughter. And she said, I don't have any children. This is my only my child. Only child and not so that label exactly. Yeah, really so good. I love that. Yeah. I love that you refer that way to your bonus child. Yeah. And what does that look like in your home? So, well, here's the thing too that when uh, when we took this on and we became a blended family, I had to just, we, we sat down, my husband and I had a lot of conversations about being intentional. Mm. Um, and it's not that everything's going to be fair because it's not, life isn't fair. You know that with a big family and it's oh, never going to be fair. I but wish. everybody's important. No one's more important than anybody else. Um, and so, you know, we, we have to have constant conversations about that. Like, hey, this isn't this. We have to make sure everything's equitable, you know, and work yeah. through like, making sure this person feels seen in this situation. And I try to make sure we do family activities all together. Um, I really try to be um, 
intentional about having our schedule be the same so that we're a family that's all so together, good. we're a family. So it's not one child's getting this, another child's getting that's that. That's so and good. Certainly there's yeah. a little bit of it here and there, but making sure everyone feels like a, a valuable, important part of the family. And just because she's my step or bonus daughter doesn't mean I love her any less or see her any differently. Right. You know, just because I wasn't there when she was born doesn't mean I'm not going to be there for everything else. You know, that's so good in that way too. Well, and what a, what a great word for, for those that are dating someone or, you know, wanting to get married and, and, and fearful of stepping into that mm-hmm. because, oh my goodness, I, I have other children or I have no children mm-hmm. and how do I, how do I treat this situation? Well, and you have, you have to recognize it's not a natural situation. Mm-hmm. You know, that isn't your child that's born to you, but you have adopted children and you right. still love those children that's right. As much, if not more than you maybe love your other children because yeah. they have a different need from you. And yeah. I, you know, when my daughter came into my stepdaughter came into my life, I looked at her and I just felt God telling me like, she needs consistency from me. That's mm. what, that's what she needs. She needs my love and to know that I'm going to be there no matter what and show up for her every day. And the flip of that, like with my children know that like, just because we're blending this family doesn't mean that they're any less important than they were before, you know, and just knowing that everybody has a place in this family and a part and that, that they're loved and, you know, God's family is, is made up of a bunch of, right. That's so good. And what I, I always, I always joke about like, well, you know, we're not the Brady bunch, but actually the Brady, everyone uses that. The Brady bunch was a step family. That's right. They were, they were a blended family. family. That's so true. And I'm sure like Marsha and Peter and Greg were arguing, you know, come on. There was all kinds of, you know, dissent a little bit and things that you had to work through. Right. And it is, it's, if, if I had a friend that was getting ready to become a stepmother or blend their family, Mm -hmm. I just always try to give them the truth. Like it's not easy. It is harder because there are so many other elements that you're having to deal with. You are dealing with maybe their biological parent and Mm -hmm. there's other factors and maybe, you know, you guys parented differently and raised that child differently initially. And then you're going to have to figure out and navigate what that looks like. And it just requires a lot of communication and a lot of patience. Yeah. And, and I like the fact that you, you're really focused on consistency because I, I, from what I am, my parents were divorced Mm -hmm. and there was, there wasn't a lot of consistency. There was completely different parenting and it was difficult Mm -hmm. and created a lot of rebellion in me growing up. And once I became a teenager, I decided I didn't want to see my dad anymore. Fortunately, I had a really strong mom that knew the value of my father being in my life. And she put her foot down and said, I'm sorry, you don't get that choice. Your father's done nothing for you to not see him other than you being bitter and angry. Yeah. And when he comes on, and back in those days, because I'm older, yeah. we didn't, you, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily get, I didn't get to go with my dad for a week or weekends. I just got to spend a day with him mm-hmm. per week. And my mom would tell me, you're going, I don't care. And yes, and I'm so thankful for that. And that witness also really poured into my father, even though they were divorced, they didn't have to hate each other. Right. And they had me and my brother and they've, they handled it very well considering this is, you know, in the eighties. The time and the place too. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And now it's much more common there. there, I mean, there are books written about it back then. I mean, Mm -hmm. there, there weren't any podcasts talking about divorce and you know, how to, how to do the blended family. But I see you guys and I see how well you guys do it. And I would never know. I would never know that you guys were a blended family. Well, I mean, we're, we're not professionals and I certainly don't say it's perfect. It's not picture perfect. There's, you know, there's mess and there's ugliness. Right. You know, I don't like wave those flags around necessarily, but 
it's it's hard and the way I look at it is I have to wake up every day and go how if how do I want my maybe my biological children right. being treated if they if they were to have a stepmother that's, and that's right. how I want to show up and I want to love mm. um and, and and serve and you know lead and, and and be in her life and everybody else's life too that's amazing yeah. I love that person. We need to just do a podcast just on this. <laughs> I, I could definitely talk for a long time about it, you know, and I think I, it's definitely becoming more prevalent specifically. Um, you know, like you said, there are books written about it mm-hmm. and people speak a lot more. Um, but I just want to make sure that people understand that there, there is so much shame, I think, attached specifically mm-hmm. within the church, but everywhere with, with divorce right. and, and it, divorce is terrible. And I, I sometimes get, um, uh, people come to me because I think they see us so happy and like, oh, oh well, you're you're doing this so well. And yeah. if I could just escape my marriage and I could be happier or whatever, right. like, I don't want to be the poster child for divorce. Right. And I want to be, I want to like sit down and be like, hey, it's hard and it's horrible. Mm-hmm. God hates divorce and there's a reason because there's so much brokenness and there's so much hurt that comes mm-hmm. along with it. And you're not going to be the same person after you go through that. God says like, you're going to be ripped apart. But all that to say, you can also still be restored. There's so much redemption. There's There's so much hope that can happen um, from that pain and from that brokenness. And I just want people to know that just because you're divorced doesn't mean your calling is taken off your life and God's done with you. There can even be more calling brought into your life because of it. And there's people I'm able to reach and speak to because I've, you know, been through the valley and like been through that kind of That's great. And, and, And I think what, you know, and what you're saying is, there's no need to look perfect. Mm-mm. This isn't a situation where, hey, I've got this handled. There's, I mean, who can even say that about just being a parent in general? No. <laughs> They're lying and they need to be locked up if they say they've got it all in Right. Take away their phone. They cannot be on social media ever. <laughs> but it's true. It, you, you do feel like you, you need to present in a certain way, but that's not what you're trying to do. What you're saying mm-hmm. is, we're not trying to present that way. We're simply saying we're broken. We're flawed. We're making, we're doing Mm -hmm. what we feel our family needs by, especially with your bio kids, because there can be some resentment. There can be some, wait a minute, why does she get to do this? And we don't get to do that. Mm -hmm. Or so you have to have that consistency. She gets bought Jordans and I don't. Cause I didn't buy them. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't you ask her mommy to get you some Jordans? That's what I would say. I'm a horrible person. No, no you're that's not. that's totally something that, I would that say. That was the straight truth oh, you just dropped right I'm there. I'm sorry, baby. Maybe maybe her mommy will buy you some Jordans because yeah. we can't afford them. Not today. <laughs> right? Go ask grandpa. <laughs> the hey, grandparents. That's right, because we will buy our grandkids Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. It's true. Sad but true. What are the three things that you would say are the most important you know, thing? to pass on to someone that is stepping into this? Stepping into... Stepping into getting married and there being children already present. A blended family. Yes. Uh, communicate. Uh-huh. Number one. Talk, okay, like right now... Number one, communication. Your, well, ahead of time, I think, mm-hmm. about all your expectations and parenting and mm-hmm. all those things that maybe you would go through in an initial um, premarital class times a hundred. Right. Because you're jumping in to the deep end. You're not starting in the shallow end and working through and having the baby and having those conversations as you mm. go. You're going straight to the deep end, you know? That's so true. Um, and so ha- getting your expectations over something as little as like, what are dinners going to look like? Family dinners. Um, mm. This is, uh, 
an instance that I, I kind of bring up. And when my, my bonus daughter came in, she was an only child in every facet of her life, in every right. household, only grandchild, only everything. And she wasn't spoiled by any means, but she had an expectation that, you know, when she came over to her dad's house, she kind of got right. what she wanted and dad made mm-hmm. whatever she wanted. And so the, one of the first times we sat down for family dinner and I come from a big family where it's like, you better hurry and eat. Otherwise that's you're right. not going to get that's to right. <laughs> And if you want seconds, you better decide before you start eating yeah, real fast and get it now. Cause it won't be left. We call it survival of the fittest. And she kind of <laughs> sat down and not in a bratty way at all, but I was like, Oh, I don't want this. I want something else. And after something else, and I was like, <clears throat> no, that's not how this goes here. I'm sorry. This isn't a restaurant. Right. And uh, honestly, she's probably been more appreciative of the things, the family dynamic that we mm. brought in because she didn't have that, was so excited about it. But it's something you have to just commute every second. My husband was going to turn around and make whatever she wanted. And I was like, um, sit down, can we talk in the other room? Because that's not how this is going right. to go. You know? Yeah. So yeah, everything like that. Um, co-parenting with the exes is a really mm-hmm. important big factor. And that can be something that can create a lot of problems. Um, yeah. If you don't have those communications and those expectations laid out. And I would say if you're jumping into that kind of situation, you've got to have some sort of a counselor, somebody who can right. who can help you guys navigate that because there are going to be things that are going to come up that you're not at all prepared for. Right, or like-minded for that matter. Absolutely. I mean, like you had said, if she's an only child at, at her, you know, her mother's home and then comes to your house and there's other children, what is, you know, what is that going to look like to mom mm-hmm. and how does mom, you know, how is she going to navigate that when, when she comes home? Absolutely. And so, yeah. So if, if you're not like-minded and counselor is not even a part of it, what would you suggest at that point? Like, I, truly, it sounds like you're, you're blessed. It does. It sounds like you guys are, are able to communicate and have those conversations. We, I mean, we work through, there's, there's different things that come up that change. We're like, wow, this, we never even thought about this. And we've been, we've been together for almost six years mm-hmm. now as a blended family, but like new things come up. And now as like kids are getting older and cars are going to yeah. start to be a factor and insurance is going to start to be a factor, giving each other grace and then making sure you're just continuing to com- communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, um, if you're the parent of that child, mm-hmm. you should have the main communication with the with your ex, you know? right? And then it should go through, and you two it should go through the ex as a as a team together, but through the person who was married to them initially. Um, mm-hmm. There, I mean, gosh, I could sit down and just write a book of these kinds of things. You should. No, seriously, <laughs> no, no, you should. No, I, that would that would be to say that I'm an expert, and I certainly am not. No, I don't <laughs> think it would say that you're an expert. I think you have great ideas, and you have a, a, a wonderful way of presenting them, but you also uh, have practical things that you do. You know, even, you know, like you said, you know, your family dinners, that's so, so, so important. Mm-hmm. Whether you have a blended family or not, it's yeah. important, but even more so. No, family dinners, sitting down together and just talking about the day, putting the phones away. I mean... I've heard so many people, Lenya specifically has Mm -hmm. spoken about it recently and lots of other people um, about how important it is just to come together and not have somebody sitting in their room eating their dinner and somebody over here on their phone and kind of grab and go. And every once in a while, yeah, it happens. We end up having pizza or whatever because we have too many practices Mm -hmm. going on. But we really... Eating in the car. The other day, (laughs) the other meals during the day, we kind of, everybody's kind Mm -hmm. of ships passing in the night. But dinner is when we really make a point to sit down and have that connection um, and ask and, you know, touch on things. And maybe it's turning the TV on off afterwards and maybe just playing a game together. Something well, and I noticed too, cause I follow you and cause I think you're amazing. Um, but you have questions. Yep. See, you, you need to write a book. You have questions <laughs> that you'll ask your kids to get them to talk. Mm-hmm. And, and cause I, I mean, how was school? Good. 
What'd you learn? Nothing. Stuff. Uh, yeah. nothing. I don't remember. Boring. But what you get one answer and you have open-ended questions that you ask your kids mm -hmm. so that they will communicate. Yep. I, I, with and more I, than one I word. didn't invent the wheel there either. I follow, mm -hmm. you know, a bunch of different mom groups and things. And this one in particular, it's, I think it's parents together.org will send mm -hmm. weekly questions. And it's just like, amazing. Down, like if you could, you know, take three things to space with you, what would you take? And mm -hmm. then it's kind of silly and some of the older kids kind of sometimes roll their eyes, but then if you it gets them, deep, yeah, they want to get into Why, it. Three things they like start arguing, uh huh, and and then you know who's really logical, and then you know who's really mm -hmm. sentimental, and you can mm -hmm. kind of go, oh, now I get why this kid acts this way, or and it helps right. us as parents because we, you know, I often hear in a marriage you need to be a student of your spouse. I agree completely, but you also need to be a student of your children. You need to listen. You need to mm -hmm. go, why wow, that really bothered that kid, but the other kid is like, you know, a a a, doc, a duck with water rolling off its back, whatever. <laughs> but that particular kid, why is that I need to ask more questions. Yes. I need to get to know them a little bit better. Mm -hmm. um, I love that you said that, student of your children. And understanding, I mean, something as simple as just even their love language, mm -hmm. you know, and who needs which changes. time and which one wants to cuddle mm -hmm. up and snuggle and which one feels weird if you're that's like right. if you're trying to snuggle them too much right yeah. that's me yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're not a toucher no oh wow no nope. i'm like okay you can hug me for five minutes <laughs> and then we're done that's right that's <laughs> okay, right bye. like bye. we can get up and sing and dance to sound of music but snuggling on the couch with a blanket but one mm -hmm. of my kids is a snuggler and i have to make a point to and say that. stop it go get a cup of tea chamomile <laughs> Calm down. Calm down, Calm Michelle. Down, Michelle. <laughs> because I literally am bouncing off the walls all so, the time. Yeah. So to be still and just enjoy the moment, mm -hmm. it takes a lot. And it's worth it. It's worth it for my kids mm -hmm. to be able to go, okay, my, my little girl, she's nine. And she literally has to be touching me at all times. And I'm like, <coughs> stop touching me. You know, I'm trying, uh -huh. I'm trying to be nice. Uh -huh. But I'm like, you're so sweet. Your hair's tickling me. That's what I was telling <laughs> Your hair's tickling me. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. So she'll be uncomfortable to be close to me. And I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, stop it, Michelle. So sweet. But it's hard. But having that, that was actually a conversation we had at the table. I brought that up and just asked them what they thought their love language mm -hmm. was. And then like how they receive love and how the end started that and got them thinking about it was really. Now, so did you just explain the love languages or did you go read the book? No. Cause see, I'm the nerd it. that would make them read the book Okay, you're or we'd go through the book. Good mom. Like I'm I don't think so. I think it's a, a mom that's like, Oh, they'll, they won't come back and talk to me about it. They'll have the answer. <laughs> so We're doing a book right now. That's really good because, um, I don't know. I just feel like God just keeps bringing up the fact that, you know, people will know us by, you know, how we keep peace and how, how we're getting along with each other. And mm -hmm. I find that my kids fight so much. Yes. And so it's a book, it's called tell the peacemaker. What, tell me all the it's been around <laughs> for, you know, a very long time. It's by Ken Sand and my kids are really digging it. And I don't know if they have a kid version. Hmm. I, I mean, if anybody knows, please let yeah. me know. Uh, cause it's pretty deep oh. and the intro, we were all crying on the intro. Wow. And I said to the kid, my youngest is eight. My, my oldest that's at home. Um, that's not an adult is 14. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting to listen to each one of them as, as we talk through, you know, what it means to escape, what it means to attack. And then throughout the day, you know, cause my kids go to school um, every other day, and then mm -hmm. Tuesday, Thursday, we homeschool. And when they're home, we talk about it. If, if something happens, I'll say, hey, or I'll ask them, what do you think you are? Do you think you're an escapist, or do you think you attack people? And I, I already know, because 
I live with them. Yes. And <laughs> you will live with these little sinners. Exactly. And I asked them, what do you think I am? And they're like, you're both. We see both. And I'm like, wow. That's good. I, you know? And it and it's really fun to sit down and do it, but it's also presented some growth. But you know how it is. Mm-hmm. Once you start, you know, you pull the cover back, man, or the rug back, you're like, oh my gosh, we're fighting even more now. <laughs> oh, I love that. Though. I, I'm definitely going to check that book yes. out because, you know, this this last year and a half with these unprecedented times. Oh, goodness. I'm so tired of unprecedented times, I am too. Man. You um, and me both. <laughs> the, the fighting has definitely gotten real on that, that level of conflict. And, it you is. Know, we don't we don't have a huge house. That's something, you know, we... Us neither. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we, we do what we can, and I'm thankful for what we have, but, like, there's just not anywhere to get away to from... To go. Yeah, they're, we're constantly kind of on top of each other, especially with the, the distance learning and whatnot. So, so what are you guys doing? Surviving. Yeah, <laughs> surviving. <laughs> Pretty much. No, I know you came up with something, Becca. Don't lie. I'm, I'm sure I've got some Look, sort of stuff. Well, she's like, well... No, no. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've done all manner of things. And it's not like I have a magic solution that's like fixed it. Mm-hmm. It's like, sometimes it's, Hey, I make them write, you know, letters about what they love about each other. That's good. Or, you know, that kind of thing. Or the two, the two that fight the most are my two, um, that are 13 and 11 and mm-hmm. they are just on each other, boy and girl. The and they remind my, me of my brother and I growing up and they are just constantly <laughs> fighting. And I just have to sit down and go, God, <laughs> Please. There's a purpose in this. I, I know it. Please make them stop. But I'm, my brother and I are great friends now. And we get along That's famously, good. which is amazing because he was my least favorite person on the planet Ever. growing up. Like, I really? couldn't stand the sight of him. Now, he was, he's your younger brother because well, you're the they're oldest. They're all my younger yes. brother, but specifically it was the one Levi. that's closest to me in age. And that my, my son reminds me a lot in his characteristics and just this intensity and kind of like this need to just bother people right. to get attention and be just obnoxious <laughs> and I don't want to say obnoxious he's yeah. sweet and he's lovely yeah. but with but his sister he's like yeah he's if 13 I, if I'm getting a reaction from you I'm winning like, yeah he's 13 yeah. right oh yeah. Yeah. yeah if I'm getting under your skin Come on. yeah it's so. fun I, my job is done yeah um, I get it and my the, the daughter that's 11 is basically the same size and she has oh she can take knocked him. him on his butt that's what I was times. gonna she can take him <laughs> yeah see that's exactly. our situation too I have a 12 and a 14 year old oh yeah and they I don't know what it is but those two are they constantly mm-hmm. and little things the silliest little things yep oh one will be telling a story and then the other start arguing over the fact of it yeah they're like on the floor fighting and Mm -hmm. i'm like what is going on well you know how we we've kind of overcome not completely because it's still an issue Mm -hmm. um we make them clean the kitchen together every day oh that's amazing that's that's a good plan but that would definitely result in more fighting and i would have to put the knives away that's right so we we decided that they're gonna clean the kitchen together after every meal they're, that's their job. That's good. And, oh, we have a long list of things. And at first they tried to go, oh, she's going to do this and he's going to do this. And, 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 and it, it didn't work out mm-hmm. at all. It turned into legalism. And so now I said, I'd like it if you guys had a conversation each, each day about how. And I've noticed that they work together better and they're fighting less doing that. But I do see lots of digs, like, you know, on the DL. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, any like, any mm. chance to get in there mm-hmm. and like just slide one in. Oh yeah. And you know, I'm smarter than you kind of thing and I'm mm-hmm. like, "Oh my gosh." Any any it's way exhausting. they can flex back and forth on each other. See, I have a brother who's literally like I mean, he's almost 6 years older than me. Mm-hmm. So when I was born, my brother was already in school. So we didn't really have a close relationship growing right. up. It was like 
I was an only child, but I idolized him. I would follow him everywhere. And that poor dude, he'd be like, please tired. get this girl away from me. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was the oldest. And so my younger siblings, I can't think of a day I've ever argued or fought like Heidi and really? I are the best of friends we haven't had. Even when you guys were younger. Word. Now, how much younger is Heidi? Oh, dramatic. She's about 13 years younger. You know what? I remember you guys like when you were, and I used to go, oh my goodness, she's such a good big sister. Oh, I remember I seeing you guys her. one time at the pool or something and you were, you like, took care of everyone it was amazing well I definitely have like and and it was never my dream to be a mother like some girls were like I want to be a mom and I was like "Eh, kids yeah I'm sure I'll have them but I just I have such a like strong connection specifically to my two younger brothers and sisters Mm -hmm. because I really do feel like they're not my children no but the age difference yeah yeah yeah. 10 and 10 and 13 years is pretty dramatic it is I just love them so much and I love it we didn't have an ounce of conflict but the three of us that grew up two years apart two two I mean I don't know how my parents survived it. Yeah. There was a time, I mean, we, we played tag on the roof of our A-frame house. Tag. Did anyone fall through? No, but <gasps> one of my brothers as discipline lost his birthday, so he will forever be a year younger. <laughs> that, I love it. He just, his birthday I, was just well, wiped off Okay, the and I love to hear that because yeah. I could see Clay and I doing something like that yeah, with our kids. I'm, like, you're, I'm sorry, I'll just forever be sorry. a year younger. I, think, I was just glad I didn't have a birthday, so I, my, I don't think my you were discipline saying, was quite as dramatic. So the three of you just decided it's a good idea to get... To just play we tag. figured out we could get on the roof, and so we climbed up. We had like a one-story kind of A-frame ranch-style house, and we just were running around playing tag. My my mom heard us up there. <gasps> I mean, I could just I could just tell stories of just That's terrible, insane. terrible things. Like I my nose right here is forever just broken. My brother, one of them. I've I are mean, you we've, serious? We have gotten into it. We. I'm just, I look at my kids sometimes and I'll sit and talk to them. We'll be, I'll be telling them stories. And then I realize I'm like, you guys are so well. You guys are such good kids. I am so thankful because I would have to get, my (laughs) husband was saying the same thing. He goes, oh, I remember when I was 14, I would drive through the neighborhood and just knock down the neighbor's trash and just drive down the street and knock down trash. And I was like, I go, can (laughs) you imagine if you heard some teenager do that now, what you would do to them? He goes, I'd chase them down the street. That's right. Well, and if your kid did it, can you imagine if one of your kids did that? Dead. I can't even imagine because <laughs> no. there's times I'll call Clay at work and I'm like, babe, you got to talk to this kid because uh-uh. I'm done talking to this kid and he'll get on the phone, talk to them and Calm. miraculously they're fine. But I can't imagine like that kind of behavior. <laughs> that's, that's good. Co- good cop, bad cop. That's what that is. Yes, it, works out it well. is. It works out well. Oh no, we had a baby. So we had baby. We, didn't, we couldn't ever just have one babysitter because there was we too much trouble there. Two sisters would come babysit mm. us and we decided like, Home Alone style, we were just like going to get together and cause trouble. We like poured out a bag of bird seed in the living room, and like one of us decided they were going to run away out the back while the other was like doing. Are you else. kidding me? Those poor girls should have had hazard pay. Like, I was just going to say, wild. um, I, I they probably never came back. <laughs> We've had a few babysitters that have watched our kids that didn't. We're like, yeah, no, thanks. Please lose my number. <laughs> they, oh yeah, they never came back. They were like, no, we're good. The trick is you have to find a babysitter that comes from a big family that That's understands. Tr- yes, the chaos. I agree. You can't get an only. No. child to come uh-uh. into this because no. they don't know what to do with themselves. No. No. Uh, Savannah, our oldest, she's 25 and she mm-hmm. married an only child. So mm-hmm. she's the oldest mm-hmm. of 10 kids mm-hmm. and then she married a guy who is an only child. You want to talk about dynamics. Yeah. The, he's the, he'll, initially, they've been married, what, five years now. They've been together 10 total. Mm-hmm. But she, I'll never forget. He would just sit on the couch. 
he wouldn't speak. Not know what to do. He would chaos. not know what to do with the chaos. And that was when we had just started fostering. And mm-hmm. but it was so interesting because now, oh, forget it. I mean, he's he. He's, oh, he's in the mix. I mean, he is just about it in the middle of it. Yeah. You just hear he's like talking above everyone. And I go, I never thought Taylor would actually speak above anyone Gets in because he literally he's a three mm-hmm. he'll sit and have a conversation with you and remember where he left off after I've been interrupted 14 times by a kid <laughs> and he'll go so I was saying what I was telling you and he'll literally be able to stick to topic what I've I'm I've incapable of that kind of always joked with people with in-laws because again because we had a big family and then you start multiplying like rabbits mm-hmm. with children and that's this. right and as a as an in-law you kind of have to jump into that chaos and just jump in you can't right. be and wait for your invitation to be like hey we so now tell us about you we want to know all about you you gotta be like hey all right I'm in this I gotta elbow my way that's in. right and like yeah you gotta fight man yep. you gotta you gotta claw and yeah now we've had in our extended family we've had you know only children married in and then like my brother's wife is also like she's the oldest of like seven kids or something like that and it's interesting wow. to see the dynamics yeah. of how they handle the chaos once we start because mm-hmm. we do what we call um let's go camp yes <laughs> i saw that we do we do those one we try to do once a year where we all get together and just making sure we're allowing all the grandchildren to be together and just kind of I hang out we'll get a big house or go somewhere um yeah and it's it's organized chaos I love that. Now, we did that last year yeah. because you guys inspired us. So we decided last year on March 11th to go to Hawaii. Oh, you that. I remember you got that Hawaiian vacation yeah, that right was the, the radar. That's right. Yeah. That was the first... Um, that was the, the first Shroff family vacation that we'd Isn't ever it done. So and special? it was all of us. It was everyone. Oh. And it was. It was really special until Hawaii kicked us out and told us we had to come home. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> they, the governor comes on television and he's like, you must leave. And you I said, look, leave. guys, our very first Shroff <laughs> How many days did you get to stay in I Hawaii? think we were there five. Okay. We, we planned on ten. Not perfect, but at least it was something. It was yeah. something. Yeah. And we had a great time. We rented a huge yeah. house. That's the way to do it. Uh, Everybody just cooks and hanging out and playing games. And the most fun was all of us cooking. Mm-hmm. The guys went fi- – I shouldn't say the guys. I'm saying guys because it was my husband who is an amazing fisherman they went fishing brought back fish we cooked them I don't even know what those fish were but they were ugly and (laughs) really tough skin but they the meat was so tender it was so good so good and just a huge pile of food you know and the table just I was like we could just get a trough and just, yeah. feed everyone. just feed everyone constantly just put snacks out and just let them go constantly yeah, little kids too oh yeah because oh, we, so we had just had um, a grandbaby in December mm-hmm. so he was only three months wow. and then one was in July so we had two little babies but I can't wait until they're all old enough to remember I, I don't know if we're ever going to have all the grandkids grown because I think they're we're probably going to have coming. grandkids forever. oh yeah forever, forever. our youngest is eight so yeah mm-hmm. for at least another 20 years yeah. we'll have little babies it's just it's like exponential they just keep going yeah. And going yeah we love it well you know and when I was younger I didn't love having a big family uh-huh. you know, I compared to my friends that had two kids and they I felt like they got more stuff right and they got this and you know you know the home alone I'm mm-hmm. um, seeing where he's like jumping up on the stairs and he goes when I grow up I'm living alone that's right you know and I just I love I love the chaos now right. I love seeing my kids playing with their kids and all the fun and you know there's still interesting big family dynamics now oh, that yes we're grown 
Ooh, you know, yes. and disagreements mm-hmm. and whatnot. But but I that's good. Thanks for not painting this beautiful picture because no. it's true. Man. And you have to communicate. You have to talk it through. You have to find what's going on. Well, and you know, now we're all grown up and we all think we should be in charge. You know, right? <laughs> and like, <gasps> no, we should go eat here. No, I said this is the plan, and like everyone's kind of uh-huh. you know trying to. And then you got a bunch of threes. Exactly. So that <laughs> must be interesting. It's fun, and everyone's competing and. Yeah. So everyone's a three. I, except for my sister. Heidi. She's an angel, angel four. She's a four. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say two. Creative angel four. Mm. Yeah. So it it's interesting and it's not perfect at all, but right. gosh, I wouldn't trade it for the world now that we're grown. Well, that's true. That's true. And, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I have to remember I'm going to play too. this for my kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, my older kids love it. Mm-hmm. I, and not even joking. Clay, there are times that Clay and I go, the, the kids that have moved out are here more than they were when they lived here. They, they're here all the time. They it. come and they hang out and their kids are playing. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad because when we started having children, I was so badly wanting to be the house that the friends came to yes. and that the kids just really were able to come and hang out and mm-hmm. didn't feel like they had to go to somebody else's house. Right. Because that's how I felt growing up. And it wasn't necessarily because my parents made me feel that way. It was just, you know, my mom was a single mom. I had a much older brother. Right. And I just go to my girlfriend's houses and, you know, rotate. Yeah, I'd sleep over working. at this one's house and yeah. then I go to this one. And my mom would be like, Are you coming home? <laughs> like, yep. you're 12. What are you doing? <laughs> Get home. Come home. Yeah. So We'd now, go to the beach and yeah. be gone forever. But now you've created that environment here. I hope so. And yeah. there's no beach. And if there was, no. my kids wouldn't be home. Right. I can guarantee that. <laughs> so um, I had asked you. <laughs> What was a really interesting thing that you could do? And you told me. Oh, yeah. You asked, like, what are my talents? I was like, oh, do I, I can play some volleyball. Yeah, I, I knew that. And <laughs> yeah. I thought, I don't know if we could pull that off since we did no. this podcast in my house. No. But I, I can whistle louder than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. And I'll tell you, as a mom, it comes in incredibly handy, like in a crowd, right. across a park, whatever. All I do is whistle, and my kids know to freeze. And they know they the come, whistle. They know it's me. They come immediately. They stop whatever they're doing. So, I love it. Like, we've been in really crowded places, not in the last year and a half, but where I've definitely used that, and it'll stop. Like, Disneyland comes the in music, hand. The music stops, and everyone turns, and my kids know, Mom needs me now. That's good. Yeah, it's a, it's a and I don't know how to whistle. I'll teach you. So you're going to teach me. So we're going to do it on video outside. Okay. We're not going to do it on the podcast because I can't it's really. too loud. Yeah, it would be interesting to. Yeah. No, I'm going to tell you. It Someone driving to work. You're not going to get it like this, but I'm right. going to give you the fundamentals. And okay. You have to take it and practice. I need foundation. It's, it's like with any sport. It's like muscle memory. And okay. then you get it and you can do it whenever. All right. Yeah. Let's okay. do it. All right. All right. So we're going to head outside. Uh, so this is actually going to be the end of the podcast. So if you want to watch uh, Michelle learn how to whistle from the loudest whistler in Albuquerque, we're going to say, I mean, we're just going to give you that title. Self-proclaimed. That, let's do it. <laughs> we're going to get you a crown. Um, go ahead and go to our YouTube or, or Insta, wherever you can find us. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Run Mama Run podcast. Check us out on social media at runmama.run. And mamas, keep running.